Welcome to Broadcast 1132. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience or at church1132.com. I want you to go in your Bibles to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 50 is our verse uh, that, we've, that we pulled this series from. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4. It says, The sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue. A well-instructed tongue that I might know the word of God that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. This is where he pulled the entire series. He wakens my ear to listen. To listen. I'll tell you what God wants to do today. God wants to waken your ear to listen. To, to, to hear the voice of God, to be able to tune in to what God's doing and how he's doing it. For you not to just look to a stage or to look to a band, but you as a Christian being able to identify and hear the voice of God. In Habakkuk chapter 2, this is our text for today. Habakkuk chapter 2, or however you want to say it. Uh, a lot of people say it different ways. We say Habakkuk. If you're new to the Bible, you might say Habakkuk. Um, but Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. Just joking. Verse 1 says, what, what's God going to say to my questions? I want to pause there for a second. We're reading from the message translation, which is a paraphrase translation. And this is how it starts. Habakkuk is a prophet. He's one of the minor prophets. Israel is in a very difficult time where they have been dis- they've really lost hope. And Habakkuk is the voice of God. And he asks God this. He says, he says what am I going to do? What is God going to say to all my questions? I want to ask you, you ever had a question for God? You, you ever been in a difficult situation where like, I wish I could just ask God why? I just, I, I wish I could understand what God's doing right now. I wish I could understand what God's saying. This is what Habakkuk is, is, is saying here. He says, I need to know what's going on. What is God going to say to my questions? I'm braced for the worst. I'll climb, and this is what he does to hear God. I'll climb to the lookout tower and I'll scan the horizon. I'll wait to see what God says, how he'll answer my complaint. And then God answered, write this, write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so it can be read on the run. How many have a difficult time like just like really believing God for an extended period of time? You know, everybody can believe it in the moment, right? Like I was at church this morning, I got inspired, God spoke to me. And then by this afternoon after the Cowboys win, then, then you like lose sight of the word that God spoke to you this morning. I think this is why, like God says, can, can you just make it really simple? Write it down. Let's just get practical about our spirituality. Just write it down. He says, write this, write what you see, write it out in big block letters so it can be read on the run. This vision, this message, is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. And it does not lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. It will come right on time. I believe this is for somebody today that you have been waiting for God and you've been waiting for breakthrough or waiting for healing. And I just want you to know, don't give up on God. Don't don't give up on his promise. Don't give up on his word. This scripture says, wait. Just wait. It's on its way. Just wait on God. Do you know there's a difference between uh, hearing and listening? I mean, there's a loud noise that goes off in this building. We would hear it, but we weren't necessarily listening for it. 
Hearing usually denotes something that is accidental, while listening really insinuates intentionality. When I listen, I'm leaning forward, I'm leaning in to listen to what you have to say. Uh, growing up uh, right now with our boys, Jude turns five this week, Genesis is three, and uh, they have an incredible vocabulary, but their pronunciation needs some work, okay? So we are constantly, in our house, we're constantly, you know that game where you put the mouthpiece in, it opens your mouth, you got to try to talk around it? You, am I the only one that's seen this? It's really gross because you can't close your lips and so slobber is just like coming out. It's just nasty. If you're a germaphobe like I am, this is not a good game for you. And you try to communicate something and they try to like listen. This is, how, this is constantly in our house. Trying to understand my boys and what they're saying. Me and Jamie are like, okay, is, it's a verb, it's adjective, it's one word, it's two words, what colors? Is there one in the house? Is there one right now? Can you point to it? Have we done it before? Have we been there before? Can we see? I mean, this, this is like, like, that's it, that's it. He said he's hungry. We got it. I mean, that's, that's, that's our house every day. Literally, we're driving yesterday. And she's like, do you know what he said? I'm like, no. Do you know what he said? No. Say it again, Jude. He says again, it's like, no. Jude, one more time. I said, and I'm like, Huh? I don't think he's swearing, but it sounds, you know, it's, you just don't know. Can I tell you, like, hearing the voice of God, oftentimes it sounds so jumbled, so foreign. It, 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 is, something, it is something that we met, might hear when the voice of God gets louder than our situation. But I'm going to tell you, to really be able to be in tune to the voice of God, you have to learn how to listen. You know what I found with Jude and with Genesis? Both Jamie and I have to stop our conversation. And we have to tune into their conversation. Say it again. Okay. Say it, say it again. Okay. That's it. Oh, you haven't eaten for three days? Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's joking. Um, that's what he's saying. He's weak with hunger. Listen, you might have to lean into God to really be able to listen to what he's saying. I know many of you have heard from God. You heard from God in the midst of chaos or the midst of craziness or when God really got your attention. You ever heard someone say that? Man, God's really got my attention. Usually speaking to bad things, trials, tribulation, stuff that's happening in their lives. Like, wow, God, did you know God can get your attention without all of that? And it's called his voice. And if you would lean in, although it's hard to understand at times, as although it's hard to make sense of it, if you could lean in, you would begin to decipher the voice of God. You would be able to hear him and recognize what he's saying to you and what he's saying to your situation, what he's saying to your marriage, what he's saying about your parenting, what he's saying about your future. This is what God wants is conversation with us. God's not looking just to be a God that speaks or just a God that listens. He wants to be a God that has relationship, that communicates to us. You will hear a shout, but you have to listen to a whisper. Oftentimes we'll hear the shout of God, but we fail to hear his whisper. We'll hear the shout when the crazy preacher gets up and he's shouting. You hear that one. It's really loud, I know. That's why you have earplugs. Okay, so everyone gets their, what, it just fits for you. You'll hear that, but, but what about the whisper? What about the whisper of God outside of a pastor or a preacher when God just wants to speak to you? That's how God yearns to speak to us, is to us. This should be a confirmation of the conversation that's already happening between you and God. This should just be confirming all the things that God is already doing and speaking in you. I, I found this to be true, that when I can't hear God, 
We said this last week, I have to read God, which means God's voice always lines up with God's word. And if I found if you can't hear his voice, then just read a verse. If you can't hear a voice, read a verse. If you can't hear his voice, read the word of God. If you're having a difficulty in hearing the voice of God, then give yourself to the study of the word of God. Do you know how many times God spoke to me? By reminding me of something that I've read. I've read his word, or I've memorized the scripture, and I'll be in a situation, and God will bring to recollection. He'll speak to me a word. Many people ask, what does God's voice sound like? Like, like how do I know it's God? There's a couple voices that you'll hear. Uh, one, you hear yourself, right? Like some of you talk to yourself. It's okay. <laughs> Don't admit it. Uh, some of you talk to yourself. There's a voice, your voice. There's God's voice. And there's the voice of the enemy. Those are the three voices that we are going to have to uh, decipher when we hear something. Now, hearing the voice of the enemy is pretty easy. You know, it's like, you're hearing, you're a failure, you're a failure, you're a failure. It's like, God, is that you? No, it's not God. It might be you, but most of the time it's the enemy. It comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. The difficulty lies in trying to delineate between the voice of God and my voice. How, how do I know? Because this is what the voice of God sounds like. The voice of God sounds like an impression. Well, I thought it was like an audible voice. No, not often. I've never heard the audible voice of God. Many people have. I've never heard the audible voice of God. God speaks to me like, like an impression. I would describe it like, like, like a pull or like a lean or like a, like a thought. An, an, an impression that, that, that comes on you. You, you. you think about it. That's the second way that God speaks an impression. The second way he, thinks he speaks is through our thoughts. What does the voice of God sound like? Sounds like an impression. Sounds like a thought. Now that gets tricky because there's a lot of thoughts that go on in my head. Anybody else? <laughs> Hopefully. Um, there's a lot of thoughts going on there. So I have to be able to recognize what are my thoughts and what are God's thoughts. This is a trick that I do for just for myself, just real practically, is that when God speaks something to me, when I get an impression, I usually don't act on the first impression. I ask myself a couple questions. One, does this line up with the word of God? Secondly, what, is, it, is it a pervasive impression? For instance, like, I got a lot of impressions. Like, I had an impression that I need to go eat a steak after this service, but I got to preach another one, so I can't do that. I mean, I, I, you get impressions, anger, you get road rage, you got a lot of impressions. But is it, is it line up with the Word of God? And then secondly, does it stay? I found that, that, that the impression doesn't stay. We were given words over people in our, in our earlier services, and, and, and God gave me an impression for a lady that was standing over on the side, an impression. And, and so as we continued with the message, that impression didn't go away. It stayed. So we gave her a word. She came and talked to me afterwards. She said, that's exactly what I'm going through. God spoke through you to me. The next service, there was a gentleman right here in the, in, in the front. I had an impression as I'm preaching, as I get to the end of the, end, end, end of the message, and uh, I, I come on the stage, and I pray over him. He came and found me outside. He goes, I don't have no idea how you knew what I was going through. I didn't know what he's going through. I had an impression that the voice of God used to speak. This is where Christianity gets exciting. When it's not just sit and listen, but it's engage in communication with the living God. That's where it gets exciting. It sounds like an impression. It sounds like thoughts. It sounds like the word of God. That's what it sounds like. What does the voice of God sound like? It sounds like the word of God. If, if you're going to hear the voice of God, and we'll look at Habakkuk chapter 2, and he gives us, an all, I believe, a four-step process in how to receive the voice of God. 
But if we're going to do this, there's one thing that is super important if we're going to hear the voice of God, and it's spelled T-I-M-E, time. If you're going to hear God, you have to create space to listen to him. God is not, the, the, the reason that we only hear the shout of God is because we never take time to hear the whisper of God. If you do not take time, you will only hear in loud moments. You'll only hear from a podcast, a preacher. You'll only hear in crisis. But if you could train your ear to hear the whisper of God, how do you do that? By just taking time. I, I, I got I to carve out time. Do you know that, that really any movement burns calories? That's, some of you are like starting to like, kind of like move right there in your chair. I'm burning a lot more than you right now, okay? But I'm burning calories. I'm not working out, but I'm burning calories. So I'm, I'm consistently burning. When I walk to my car, I'm burning calories. This is a good trick for you. Always take the stairs instead of the escalator. Burning calories. Park further from the store. Burning calories, all right? It's just little things, right? But you, you're not going to get shredded just being active and parking further away from the grocery store. It's good for you. You're going to burn calories. It's just not going to like give you the physique that you've always dreamed about. You're, if you want that, you are going to have to dedicate a time of training. I want you to hear this. If you're going to hear the voice of God, you have to have a dedicated time to train. You'll hear him all the time. Anytime you move, anytime you operate, anytime you act, you're going to hear the voice of God. You're burning calories. But if you really want to be what God's called you to be, you have to dedicate a time when you train. What does training look like? Time. What is training? It looks like time. It looks like getting the time of day where you can spend time with Jesus. Have you ever noticed that all the distractions come out when you try to pray? Next time I lose my keys, I'm going to just sit down and pray about something else because I'll probably remember. Next time I forget what Jamie asked me to pick up at the store, I'm going to sit down and pray. Because when you sit down and pray, isn't it true you remember everything? Like, see, I'm just going to spend about 15 minutes uninterrupted with God. You start to pray, and it's like, oh, man, I forgot to take the garbage out. It, right? I mean, that's how it happens. It's like a trick. If you can't remember something, just pray. It just takes some time. People say, well, I have a hard time falling asleep. You know what? I got a trick for that, too. Read your Bible. People are like, I just always fall asleep when I'm reading my Bible. That's a plus. Like, if you have insomnia, just read the Word. It's a great way to fall asleep, and it's good for you. If we're going to hear the voice of God, we have to make time. We have to take time. I want to look at the book of Habakkuk. Just a little stutter there, me and Moses. I want to look at the book of Habakkuk, and I want to give you just like four steps that I really believe are from, in, that you can pull from this passage that will help you on the beginning stages of entering the conversation of heaven, which is not just hearing God, but listening to him. So the first thing that Habakkuk says is he says, I'm going to climb to the tower. I'm going to climb to the lookout tower. This, this represents getting above your circumstances and getting with God. This is what we just talked about with time. This is about climbing. Climbing is about time. Climbing is about getting above your chaos, getting above your storm, getting above the noise of your house, getting above the noise of your, uh, of your workplace, getting above the noise and, and being with God. That's, that's what climbing represents. You have to learn how to get away from the noise and be with God. You know what i found is a lot of people don't like silence. And it, it, silence scares them. I, I'm, I'm kind of like, like that. I don't really like silence. I, I don't like awkward moments. If you ever notice in our services, you're not going to find a lot of space. Like there's like, I mean, the, the, the one song goes to the next song. We don't stop. And then that right there. I don't like that. 
We don't do that. That's why I talk so fast. I don't want to hear the silence. So, some people, the reason that they don't like silence is because in the silence, they begin to remember things from their past. They begin to think thoughts that are negative about themselves, about their place in life, about how they measure up to other people. So they try to stay as busy and as noisy as possible. Because when they have silence, they hear things they don't want to hear. Let me propose this to you, that if you learned how to get away with God and enter that silence with your ear tuned to hear him, you would begin to hear him say things like, I'm proud of you. Like you're doing all right. Keep up the good work. I love you. I chose you. I'm never going to leave you. And I'm never going to forsake. That climbing or that time, that getting away with God, entering into silence is where you begin to hear him. I read this this week. It says, those that expect to hear from God must withdraw from the world and get above it. Must raise their attention, fix their thoughts, study the scriptures, consult experiences and the experience, continue instant in prayer, and thus set themselves upon the tower. Climb above my situation and be with God. The second thing that Habakkuk says is he says, and scan or look out over the horizon. This is the second one, look. See, coming to church, and I don't know why you came to church today. A lot of people, church, people come to church for a lot of different reasons. They're in need. It's religious duty. It's something to do. We've always done it. But I, I want you to know, there's one, it's one thing to climb. It's another thing to look. It's one thing to attend. It's another thing to expect. See, we came into this church today, I'll tell you, we came and we entered into an atmosphere of faith, an atmosphere where anything is possible and anything can happen. When the people of God come together in faith, I'm telling you, the impossible becomes possible. That's what you entered into today. And so when you came into this room, maybe you didn't even know because you're just coming like to check the box. But when you came in, you came into an atmosphere that's charged with faith. People come for different reasons, but if you climb or you get away with God, but you don't expect him to speak, you're missing a needed ingredient. If you're going to begin to listen to God, not only, not only do you need him and need to get away with him, but you also have to expect that God wants to communicate to you. We must have both dependence on him and expectation of him. We, we depend on, we need you, God, so we climb above our situation. We take time to be with you, but we also expect, expect. If, if, you, knew, if, if you knew that your favorite celebrity, favorite sports hero, favorite, favorite, um, uh, favorite family member, somebody that you look forward to was about to come in this room, in about five minutes, you would, you would look. You would, ex, you would expect. That's how God wants us to come to him. You ever think about some of the songs we sing? Like, he's like we're singing this King of Glory, right? The King of Glory. We're like, <laughs> King of Glory. Great, great one, God. It's like, the King of Glory? What would happen if you really came into the room? Right? Like, what would happen if... Oh, we would change the way we worship. But the problem is that through repetition, we sometimes f forget to expect him to come. It's something that we say, but we don't expect him to do. So this is, we have time to climb. We have to have time to look. Jeremiah 29, 13, it says this, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. 
So I'm not just climbing to get away with God. I'm not just being with him. I'm also expecting him to do something. I'm expecting to find him. And we have to have time. This is the second thing, that we, third, third thing we see in this, time to write, which I think is interesting. This is a scripture we read. He says, write it out in big block letters so it can be read on the run. I don't know about you, but my longevity sometimes in believing the promises of God could be improved. It's, it's, it's okay or it's good, for, it's, it's good in the moment, but like when you go through the valley, right? Like, like, the, like the word is awesome in the moment. I think this is why the writer, Habakkuk, says, make sure you write it down. God told me to make sure I write it down. Make it clear. Make it crystal clear. Put it in big block letters so I don't forget because there's always a journey between a word and its fulfillment. We get all excited about words, but God never spoke a word that wasn't supposed to be fulfilled. So when you get a word, you should record it, you should write it down, you should put it somewhere, because God's plan is that that word is fulfilled. The word of God is not a carrot hanging over your head to make sure you continue on in your Christian life. The word of God sets something into motion supernaturally that is supposed to become accomplished. The problem's always in the, it's, it's in the, the process. It's in the, in the process. This life, this life is, is too tough and the process too rigorous to not take what God is speaking seriously. We got, we got to take it seriously. We got to take it seriously what God is saying, what God said to you when you were young, what God spoke to you last year, what God spoke to you in that hard time three years ago. And God said, you got to remember what God said to you. I remember so many times I went back, I, and when I was in internship in Washington, I had a journal, that is just uh, multiple journals that I just filled up with things that God spoke. And so it's kind of dating myself a little bit. Now I have voice recordings, voice memos on my phone. But back in the day, we actually wrote it. And, uh, and I would write journals packed about things that God spoke to me. You know what's interesting is over the years, there have been multiple times that I've gone back to those journals and I'm like, oh, wow, God, you said this and you did it. You said this and you did it. You said this and you did it. But if I wouldn't have had it written down, somewhere in the process, I might have forgotten about the word. If I didn't have it recorded, somewhere in the fight, I may have forgot that God said there was going to be a fight and I was going to make it. Right, that's important information. You get in a fight, and like, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? But three months ago, God said a fight's coming, and you're going to make it. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. God said you would make it. But you need some big block letters to remind you of what he said in the last season. Take time to write, and time, and this is where we'll start to wind down today, time to wait. Nobody likes waiting. Time to wait. Time to wait. If it seems slow in coming, Habakkuk 2 says, wait, it's on its way. It will come, and this is what you need to know, it will come right on time. I'm going to tell you this, God's timing is not our timing. And I don't need to tell you that, you probably already know that. God's timing is not our timing. In, in, in John chapter 11, there's a story about a man by the name of Lazarus. Bible teaches us that Lazarus was sick, and Mary Martha, his sisters, ran to Jesus in another town, and he said, hey, Jesus, we need you to come pray for Lazarus. He's sick. We think he might die. And this is what John chapter 11 says. Jesus says, all right, I'll be there a while. Yeah, Jesus, I don't know if you heard what I just said. He's like sick and he might die. She's like, yeah, cool. Uh, could you pass the coffee, please? Uh, I mean, he's just, he's chilling. You ever felt like Jesus is kind of like taking his time 
when you need him most? Did you know that even in those times, God has a plan? The, the delayed doesn't mean denied. God's just working in the background, and maybe you can't see what he's doing, but God's working on your behalf. Says in, in the scripture, this is where it gets worse. So Jesus decides to stay, and then he gets the message. Hey, Jesus, don't worry about it. Lazarus died. Can you imagine like what that would feel? I'm just trying to like put myself in those shoes, right? You message me. Hey, Pastor Dustin, my brother's really sick. We think he might die. I need you to come pray for him. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll be there in a while. You're like, yeah, he's really sick. I think you, I think you need to come now. I was like, nah, I'll be there. Three days later, you message me. Hey, don't worry about it. Enjoy your vacation. He's dead. I'll be like, ooh. You know, like, oh, missed God on that devil. You know, that was his voice. Like, I missed him. But the whole time, God was orchestrating a miracle. God was not looking for a healing. God was looking for a resurrection. I'm going to tell you this. Every time you thought that God was late, that God wasn't on time, that God forgot about you, that God shut the door on your dream or on your promise, God is working in the background. Maybe he's looking for a resurrection instead of a healing. Maybe God is trying to raise something from the dead. The miracle is getting bigger and bigger with every day that's passing. And you thought he failed you. You thought he left you. But God was working in the background. You know, the story of Jesus shows up and he raises Lazarus from the dead. He raises from the dead. Jesus wasn't phased when the sick man died because he already knew he was coming and he was coming just on time. I'm going to tell you this. God's right on time. You may thought he was too late with the finances. No, he's right on time. You may thought he was too late with your son. No, he's right on time. You may thought he was too late with your marriage. No, I'm going to tell you he's right on time. He is right on time time. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says this, let us not become weary in doing good for in due season, the King James says, or in the NIV, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Look at that condition, if we don't give up, if we don't give up. How, I wonder how many times we've given up too soon. Like God was just about to break through. Like God was just about to, to show up and 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 we gave up. He says, you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up. Don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. It's right around the corner. You know, a lot of you are going to have people over for Thanksgiving this week. And, and uh, that may be a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. I don't know your family. But you're going to have people over. Before modern technology, you wouldn't know if someone was close to your house or far from your house. Right? You, you didn't know if they're an hour away or if they're at the doorstep. It's like, you don't know. Now we got like five of my friends and texts and everything. We'll, we're tracking them. It's like, I see you pulling up. I see you getting out of your car. I mean, it's like we're freaky now. But before, you didn't know. Like, we're like, when is John and Susan going to get here? You know, we don't know. Check the door. No, they could be an hour away. They could decide not to come. You wouldn't know. They also could be at the door. And you wouldn't know. You wouldn't. Can I tell you? Don't give up too soon. Your answer could be waiting on the other side of your door. It could be on your porch. It could be around the corner. It could be like one decision away, one day away, one step away. Your breakthrough that you have been praying and contending for, it could be one moment away. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12, it says, The Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word 
is fulfilled. Check this out. God's watching over his word. What did he speak to you? He's watching over it. I don't know if it's going to happen. He's watching it. He's watching over it to see that it's fulfilled. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35 says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. That's encouraging. The word of God will never pass away. You know, I found this out about speaking as I've been studying. I've been looking even at the ear and how we hear and what sounds we can hear and how we, can, how we listen. And I found this, and many of you know this already, but if you can't hear, you also cannot speak. That it is imperative to your speaking that you have the ability to hear. That now even they're working with modern technology and infants that they recognize hearing loss to put microphones or amplifiers in their ears at, a, at an infant stage because if they can amplify noise, then they can learn to speak. There is a window of time that they have to hear words. If they never hear them, they can never speak them. I'm going to tell you this. If you cannot hear God's word, you will not be able to speak it. If you cannot listen, if you cannot tune your ear, we're saying, I'll speak for God. If you can't hear from him, you can't speak for him. No wonder you're so, you're, you're so full of questions. No wonder you're so full of negativity and doubt. You can't speak faith because you haven't heard faith. But if you could hear the voice of God, you would be able to speak fluently the words of the kingdom and the words of faith and the words of belief and the words of positivity and the words of progress and the words of your assignment. You'd be able to hear them. It's about a, a year and a half ago, I was uh, here at the church, and we were having our first ever VBX. And uh, it was, we don't call it Vacation Bible School. That's boring. It's Vacation Bible Experience. Better. VBX, extreme. And uh, so I, I walked in, and we were about getting ready to plant our, our Wiley campus. And uh, we were praying into it and praying about the staff, and we needed a children's director uh, for the Wiley campus. And so I, I walked into the building, and I had all the kids in here going crazy, and there was somebody up on the stage speaking. And I didn't really know who it was. I'd never heard him before. And uh, they were speaking to the kids, and uh, I walked through, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, that's the next children's director. And I stopped and I looked. I'm like, I don't even know that guy. <laughs> and I, and I, if you know anything about me, like I'm really big about like who we hire. It's like it's, it's culture. It's DNA. It's like you can have all the abilities in the world. But if you don't have the DNA, there's just no chance. Because it's, it's, and I'm like, I don't even know if he's got the DNA. I don't know if he has our culture. And I just helped, felt the Holy Spirit speaking. He's the guy. He's the guy. So I got my faith up. Called him after VBS. Said, hey. Daniel, I just want you to know, man, God spoke to me. You're the guy. He's like, man, I, I appreciate it, Pastor, but I just joined. I'm actually out of state. I just joined a nine-month internship, and uh, I'm gone for the next year. I'm like, well, that, that doesn't line up. Like, Bro, you missed God. I mean, surely I didn't. Devil? Is that you? You know, we're trying to process is it me? Is it God? Is it the devil? And uh, so I hung up, and I'm like, well, that's kind of a bummer. Like, I think I missed God on that, and I couldn't get it out of my heart. So I called him up again. About a couple, couple weeks later, we were on vacation. I said, I'm calling him up, and I said, Daniel, what's going on, man? I think this is right. He goes, it's so crazy you called me. He goes, I've had a check in my spirit about going through this internship, 
and everything is not everything has been just like turning. It's like it's, everything that I thought was going to work was is not working. He goes, I think we need to talk. I'm like, you better believe we need to talk. I've been trying to tell you this, man. It's like, don't ever doubt me again, all right? Man. Joking. Kind of. Uh, if you don't know the story, Daniel came on to be our children's director. He has done the most amazing job in our Wiley campus. They are raising up an army in Wiley, and it is incredible to see God moving and God working. How are we directed by the whisper of God? Your whole life begins to change when you begin to hear the voice of God, when you begin to train your ear to hear his whisper, when you don't have to rely on someone else or somewhere else to always hear God, but everywhere else becomes a confirmation of your personal, private conversation with God. There's a couple practical things that will really help you that, that are just, just so simple, but I want to challenge you with them as you go today. I want to challenge you this week to do a couple of things. One is I want to challenge you to ask God to speak to you. I want you to pray a bold prayer. Just God, will you speak to me? Will you, will you speak to me? And then I want you to follow it up. I want you to ask God to speak to you, but also I want you to take time to listen. I want to challenge every person this week. Find the T-I-M-E. Find the time. Just listen. Put the phone down. Turn off everything. And just listen. What if he doesn't say anything? What if he does? You never know unless you listen. And if he doesn't say anything, then just get your Bible out and begin to read. Take the time to listen. The third thing is step out in faith. God will never speak to you something that's supposed to just stay in you. It's always supposed to do something. So step out in faith. God might lay it on your heart to encourage someone. So step out in faith. Wow, that's so awesome. God spoke that to me. No, no, you got to do something with you, with it. Now you got to step out in faith. And the fourth thing is you have to follow up. You, you, you got to follow. See, a lot of people are like, well, I heard God saying that in three days you're going to. That's great. But in three days that better happen. Right? But we don't follow up. We just release the word and like run. No, no, we have to follow up. We all can, we all can fail. I try to hear the voice of God. Sometimes I do and sometimes I miss it. Sometimes it's my words and not it's God's words. But if we never practice, we will never learn. Did, did you know you don't speak any language? You don't just begin speaking any language fluently until you begin to speak it. So it's like you, get, you can't get it in your head. I'm going to get Spanish in my head. I'm going to get Spanish in my head. I'm listening to all. I got all the things going, training, online training, Spanish, Spanish. And then one day I'm just going to speak fluently. Nope. It's, you're going to kind of stutter. You're going to kind of mess up. You're going to forget. But by speaking it, you become fluent. How do you hear the voice of God? By acting consistently. I'm stepping out. I'm checking. Accountability. I'm following up. I'm seeing. Okay, that's God's voice. I knew that was God's voice that spoke to me about Daniel. I knew it was God's voice. But you know what? I almost began to doubt it in the process. Right? Oh, God spoke to me. I'm so excited. Hey, Daniel. No. Wait. Did I miss him? Did I? The process. So I just recorded it. In my notes, just recorded it. God speaking. Daniel's the guy. Just praying into it. And then it begins to happen. If I didn't have it written down, I might have just give up. If I didn't have it written down, I might have forgot. So I want to challenge you to listen to him. Take time to listen. Act. Step out in faith. 
and then follow up. Did that mean something to you? Check with somebody. Find out and begin to recognize the voice of God. I'm telling you, this is what God's doing. This month in this series is God is awakening the ears of our church to listen to the voice of God. God's going to give you visions. God's going to give you dreams. God's going to give you ideas. God's going to give you words of wisdom, words of knowledge. God is going to begin to blow your mind with the communication that happens by your connection with him. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about us at church1132.com.